Hey guys, welcome to the debrief after our episode with Balaji. Uh, you know, Balaji came on the podcast 18 months ago, something like this. I think it was like December. I don't know. I just remember that night, David. December 2020. Okay. The last time I remember that, that, um, we recorded for like an hour, then he had to go. Mm-hmm. He did like a, a nation state seminar. Yeah, and like then we came back. Network state meetup. Yeah, network state meetup. We came back like two hours it was, later. It was in like fake virtual reality. Is like, yeah, like, I was there. I, 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 there. I went there because like okay, so we were recording with him, and then he had to go for this meetup, and so yeah. we were like, well, I don't have anything to do, so let's go into this like virtual reality. Virtual, world. Yeah, and, and he was I speaking. Balaji give a talk. Oh, I was like, oh, we were just listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then he came back, and it was like it was like one o'clock my time, East yeah. Coast time. It was er- a little earlier for you, obviously, but uh. We went to like, I don't know, three in the morning, something like this, three or three thirty in the morning. And uh, after that, after a conversation with Balaji, like he builds energy and momentum throughout his speaking. And it's like, it's hard to sleep after that. Right. So anyway, that's just like a, <laughs> it's one of my most distinct podcast recording memories with a guest. Um, it's Ryan, Ryan up at like three in the morning trying to go to bed <laughs> and he's just thinking about the network state. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But that was the first time I heard of, of this idea, really. I mean, articulated was that podcast. And um, I think uh-uh. that was. No, sir. It's what? a this nation piece that I put together. How oh, sure, sure, sure. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Is, I yeah, mean, this but is like the it, thing. It's no, there's a, there's a, um, there's the network state, mm-hmm. which is not Balaji created. I think this is like concepts of this have been floating around all, or all sorts of, but like Balaji has packaged it such that. I think there's a subtype of network state called the Balagian network state, which are which is his manifestation of the ideas that aren't necessarily inclusive of all network state ideas. Anyway, that was what he articulated. And of course, you gotta say the guy articulates it the best you like of right. anyone. Right. In, and, and in one single breath. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did it feel like it's it's much more shrink wrapped and packaged and modeled out yes. this time around? Also it was different to hear that the network state pitch in November of 2020 versus where we are in 2022. Oh, like, why? Well, because like you know, in in 20 November 2020, we were like, all right, like COVID is the big thing. Now it's like our supply chains are broken, our communities are fractured, our uh, like we had a riot at at the the capital. Oh, uh, it's the uh, end of the world, just in a different it's the end, way. It's the end of the world, right? Yeah, but like, in a different way. Weird. Right. We. <laughs> No, now, now it's like much more like coherently like, oh, we can see the end of the nation state. It wasn't just like COVID. It was like, no, COVID led to the breakdown of the nation states because our response to COVID was so chaotic and unorganized. And, yeah. and COVID like, uh, like uh, illustrated some of the huge weaknesses we have in our globalized nation state world. They're like, oh, we kind of need to like have some like alternative organizational structure. Yeah, I, I I agree. So you're saying that the need for this is, has become much more pronounced. And this, um, this goes into my thesis, my, my idea that like back in 2009, 10, 11, it, with crypto, like crypto way too niche for society. Um, and then and then society is just like, you know, we're not there. Were, they weren't that futurist back in 2009, 10, 11. Fast forward to 2022, where we have things like NFTs and like more usable wallets and and blah, 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 blah. And then meanwhile, society is like moving online, especially with COVID. And all of a sudden, like crypto is moving closer to society. Society is moving closer to crypto. These things are meeting in the middle. And like now we, now this is like actually timely perhaps for incepting this like nation state idea. Like this wouldn't have worked. Yeah, th- like I'm saying that this wouldn't, this didn't work as well a couple of years ago, but so much is happening in the real world that makes this nation state, uh, network state idea more salient.
Well, incepting is a good uh, keyword, I think, there, because it is so early, right? And it's like, we, we're, we're having this uh, conversation pre, pre to recording, and I, I was playing, there's not many questions you can get into a Balaji interview, because there's so many different rabbit holes. But one question I had, or like almost a, re- a critique of the idea is like, cool idea, network state is cool idea, but it's like 300 years too early. And then your retort was like 300, right. like maybe 30, not like scale that down by an order of magnitude, Ryan, because it's coming sooner. I'll tell you what I meant by 300 years. And you tell me what you mean by like, this could be coming in 30 years. Um, where I kind of analog to you is like, Balaji is almost writing in this formative phase of, you know, an early prototype of uh, the the original nation state in like the 1600s and 1700s, like where he's framing out ideas of like Adam Smith capitalism and and these sorts of things. And these notions kind of picked up steam over the decades to come, but have taken like, I would say centuries to fully manifest and reach their apex and be kind of the the dominant thing that everyone- Network state. Yeah, where it becomes like, kind of the air the air you breathe the water you swim in it's just like we don't even think about the operating uh manual for society and like the operating system we run on which is basically we're running on network state 3.5 or whatever that's sorry nation state 3.5 that's what we don't even think of that of that as an operate we take it for granted that money and uh law and all of these things must flow from the nation anyway that's more what i meant and I do feel like um, there's so many things that will manifest, but will probably take decades to manifest. Not the first colonies or digital societies, as Blasi calls them, like getting to a million people in 10 years. I think that could be possible. But reaching their apex might take decades, might even take right. centuries for us to get there. There's so much more to be built out. Oh, certainly. I think if this is the future of human organization, which I think some, if it, this isn't specifically this, it'll be some flavor like it. Uh, I mean, hopefully the apex, you, you, want, you want human organizational structures to like never peak. You want them to be the, the, you want them to always keep on getting better and better and better. So like the goal is to actually not find an apex. The goal is only to, to get better. But I do agree that the, if this well, is the new paradigm, then the apex is beyond our lifetimes. Well, you kind of like, you kind of summit one mountain and then you see the peak to the next mountain, right? And then you have you have another mountain to go climb. I think that's kind of what it's like. Yes. Different uh, apexes. I think, I mean, we already are seeing a little bit of this in the crypto space. For example, Friends with Benefits, that's really what a, a very significant like org that he was talking about where it's this online community with shared values, uh, shared goals. Uh, it was a little bit self-recursive, it was a little bit too soon, but this thing would just like manifest in different pockets of the world. And if you were a token holder, you would be able to go and join their like barbecue music fest in Miami. But then there would be like another one, like a month later in France. And you would just go, there's all the same people, all the same like social activities uh, showing up, all the same token holders. So like you can, you have like, you know, gen- you have yeah, early vestiges of it. I, I, I still also think that the thing that was really helpful for me was his differentiation between nation and state and this idea that nation is a tribe and in order for a tribe to coalesce and cohere the glue that holds it together is actually a shared set of beliefs a value a mission statement that is guttural that is mimetic Mm -hmm. right and like so something like friends with benefits to me that gets to like a dao form Mm -hmm. but you don't have enough 
for something like Friends with Benefits DAO to actually have a political presence. Like no one's going to freaking die for Friends with Benefits DAO, are they? <laughs> right? Whereas people will like die for a code of ethics or, or for freedom or for something that they deeply believe. And I think that has to be the founding concept of something that gets to grow as powerful as a network state. And this idea for me wasn't in the first flavor of network state that I heard Blagi articulate. Maybe it was there somewhere. I, I just didn't hear it as much in our first episode. But now it's like, it's almost the uh, emphasis of the thing is is the kind of the, the, the moral coherence, the shared values. Like the Puritans believed something and that's why they went West, right? Out of religious uh, oppression and you know, like this Puritan uh, work ethic and all of these ideas, like for the good and the bad of it, it was a society with a shared set of beliefs. Right. And that it seems like is something that you need in order to found a network state and why I think something like Friends with Benefits or even Bankless. I mean, like we have more of that than yeah, Friends with Benefits. Amount of that. But do we have enough for like people to be like, I would freaking die for Bankless. And I'm, I'm putting this in like exaggerated terms because... <laughs> One founder is willing to. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, the, the founder without fan, without without wife. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What do you think of this idea? Yeah, uh, there was pockets of this last time, as as you mentioned. But I think um, it was like the the whole like one of the, his examples is like keto anti sugar lifestyle. Like, how many people are gonna die for keto? Like, not that many. It's a club. It's a yeah. It's a, yeah. It's more it's of a club. Social, it's a guild. Social club. Um, and so like. Do we, do we really see like social clubs having their own like physical pockets and all over the world, like less so, but like, what are like the values to die for that? Like we kind of haven't already really discovered like American values, the ones that we started this country with, I would die for. It's just that now no, no country in this world, including America is really exhibiting these things anymore. Uh, and so I think like a, an ideal network state would be some flavor of that. It has to be something that important, and it also has something that um, requires uh, nation-state level legitimacy or right. something like that. So it has to operate on the um, your old system of regulations and laws and code, and stagnation is bad, and this system is better. That's why there is like a, a glimmer for the, like the bankless nation or something like it, which is like. I think there's a massive need to cre create a crypto friendly jurisdiction in the world that is like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Your, um, your passports are NFTs and here's how they're going to be issued. And you are a self-sovereign citizen of the, the bankless nation and our money system, we're not going to have banks. We're going to use DeFi instead. That is your Ethereum address. That is going to be your, your bank account. Yeah. And our, in our society, basically code and law are one and the same and we enforce through a set of contracts like i think such the only thing that's required to be a part of this is you must have a set of private keys that's like the only requirement exactly and like you could set up a you know a charter of rights um you know a set of amendments like you, you could really i mean Balaji's idea that he was seeding for us is like you know you set up what the perfect regulatory apparatus would be for a bankless a crypto society and like put that forward as the model and see what manifests around that. I, I don't know that people would die for that, but there's something, and I don't even know if you have to die for it, but by the way, I'm just using some hyperbole there, but like, 
I do think that there's an element of core value that, that you kind of link to, which is freedom that people would uh, connect with at a much deeper level. And it, it does feel like that's necessary ingredient for like an, the difference between a DAO and a network state, the difference between a discord room and a, and a DAO and a network state is, is sort of in that. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely would agree. And I do kind of think like, if we talk about physical land, that has to be, as soon as we talk about physical atoms, that has to be defended. And if you're going to defend it, you'd have to have might. And if you have to have might, then you have to have people to actually like lay down and risk their lives to do this. So I think at some point, like these values need to be strong enough that people will not get out of your way to, uh, if, if it comes down to like push and shove. I mean, we didn't ask him this, but I don't know why physical land is actually a requirement for any of this. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's one of his definitions, but it's maybe a side definite, like, to me, if you want a, um, a, you know, a military presence, and maybe your your network state does have that, it's a group of white hat hackers, essentially, that are protecting the borders, like guarding the code. Like it's it's kind of on the on the digital security side. This is not physical force, but that might be more kind of the the territory that you're trying to defend, and you're defending it with like code and white hats and. I don't know. It gets very sci-fi, but like, I don't, I don't see the reason other than to get legitimacy in the legacy systems of like the United Nations as to why you'd want physical, um, you know, physical space. But we didn't get to ask Balaji that. I'm sure he's got a million, you know, reasons for that, but besides just legitimacy, but. Well, one thing we didn't, we want, I was going to bring up, but we moved on because Balaji keeps on moving on all the time, uh, is, uh, Nizice. Do you, uh, do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, you say it differently than I, and I don't know. I know what the, I, I, I mispronounce it. How do you I say, say Nishi? No, it's or not Nietzsche. that. Sorry, Nietzsche. 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 <laughs> the last time I tried to pronounce this, I got like seven Twitter DMs, like correcting me. I Tell us like, how to pronounce Nietzsche. Yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think that was it actually. Uh, anyways, God is dead. Uh, people like don't really know what this means. Uh, they they kind of misinterpret it. Uh, but like, there's a story that uh, Nietzsche would say is like, you know, there's this town crier run through the run through the, the, the town and you go, God is dead, God is dead and you killed him. Like people, people misinterpret this. What, what, this, what he was meaning by this is that the religion used to be the organizational structure that people operated by. It was first. People woke up in their day and was like, I am, instead of like, I abide by the rules of my nation state, people said, I, I woke up and I abide by the rules in the Bible. I, like, I abide by the rules of the Quran. And there was this time in like the 1800s when, when Nietzsche or, or in late, late 1900s, um, no, mid, middle, middle, early 1900s, right before like, well, let me look this up actually, uh, where uh, he, uh, Nietzsche saw that uh, the era of religion is no longer the thing that is organizing people and instead is becoming the thing of the nation state. Uh, and the, he was talking about this like transition phase between people being organized by their religions to people being organized by their uh, nation states. Yeah, late, late 1800s. Um, and he saw like this void that religion was going to leave, but because he didn't see the nation state totally so clearly, he only saw the disappearing role of religion and he didn't see any structure on the other side of things. And so as a result of that, like loss of structure, he was predicting like anarchy, chaos, like warfare and bloodshed. And then what happened after this? World War One, 
World War II, uh, just like the most violent time in human history in terms of like raw magnitude of death. And then on the other side of it, we have like the global power structure of the United States as like the, the ruling empire nation state. Uh, and so when we got talk about like going from na nation state to network state, we're also seeing like a bunch of global destabilization at this moment. And so I like, I, I don't think we're necessarily going to have the most brutal and chaotic death scenario of all time. But like, I do think it goes from a pendulum of order, which was fit 1950s to 2020 and then chaos 2020 to, I don't know when, uh, and then back to order. Uh, and then the order will be the network state or some flavor of that. Yeah. It's, um, it's sad to think about a future where like the network state has to rise from the ashes of the nation state right. after kind of like a brutal takedown or you know, like right. warlike scenario or something like this. Well, the I, idea um, is when Indiana Jones hot swap it, right? Like, that's do you want the to hope. Diminish the order. The I mean, that would be the hope, but I don't know that history would um, support that. Yeah, because the nation, the nation state is the one that's losing and also has all the weapons. Yeah, it's I I I don't know how that's going to play out. Like, um, I I guess you know one thing that's that's really interesting. Get, getting back to kind of this like difference between the network and the state. That for me, that definitional difference was so important. The the network being kind of the people. And like, if you think about something like a religion, it is a bit more on the nation side, the moral code side, the shared values side, the stuff that can't be codified into law side of things than it is the state side, the protocol side. It's kind of light on the state side, right? It's like, there are things like the 10 commandments. And of co course there are like moral codes and there's the Bible and there's the Quran and there's, you know, all of these things that religions have, but it's much lighter on the like raw surgical precision of law and protocol, right? And so you find that that's scalable in a different way versus a way to organize your society with both religion. And I, I will say that like religion hasn't gone away, right? It's just- It's absorbed. It's been absorbed in a way. It's, it's, it's filled a different niche. Whereas like it was the prominent way we organized society. It's now sort of a niche within that. And the nation state has kind of taken the, the uh, center stage. And the nation state is heavy on the protocol side of things. Like the state is the emphasis. We have constitutions, we have laws, we have court system. Uh, we will, you know, throw you in in prison, and we have an organized institution called the like. It's very heavy on the, on the protocol side, and it's lighter on the nation side of things, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, this is this provides a model for the network state, which is like, I guess, the model for the the state side of things is like code, right? A network state should have its laws predominantly in code, but then. If you just have the code side of it and you just have the state side of things, you don't have the the nation part of it, right? Uh, and so that's what I guess what the network is in Balaji's term. And you definitely need that. Like you need both sides of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it is it's I guess it's a third model. And I I think we've said this before, but I I don't think we're viewing a world where nation states fade into complete irreverence and completely go away, right? And it's like. Now the um, Ethereum network provides your hospitals and cares for your kids' education, and you know, uh, cr creates public roads and all of these things. It will still exist, but it might be uh, like there's this decoupling, there's this unbundling of the nation state um, that crypto has started to bring. And we're starting to see that maybe with money a little bit. 
Uh, it's like bleeding out. It's leaking more, out. More than a little bit. Quite a lot, I'd say. A trillion dollars worth, right? Um, which is still, you know, it's something. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's still a little bit in the scheme of things. But yes, and what else can we unbundle? We won't be able to unbundle all of the things from the nation state, but we will be able to unbundle the most, like some of the most, some of the things that are better in the network state structure. I think there's like, this one idea that popped into my head, there, there's this concept of like on-chain courts, like Aragon is like this. We have a few other examples like this and they determine like off-chain rules. So like there's a, there's a, you could imagine just like a future event where the Supreme Court of the United States rules one way, but then the court, the, the on-chain court of like, that's in the app layer of Ethereum rules the other way. And it's going to be a tug of war of who's more powerful. And like one will have to abide to the other uh, and, and like, eventually, if you believe in crypto, if you believe in the, you know, the quote unquote, the bankless nation, one day, the court that is in based on crypto rails is going to decide one way. And it's going to force the, the Supreme court to abide by its ruling, making the Supreme court no longer the Supreme court. Maybe that's, that's, that's definitely one way it could play out. The other way it could play out, I think is where they have just completely different jurisdictions. So think about that. It's like, yes, so, but, but there will also be issues that overlap regardless. Yeah, I think I think it could be a combination of both. Yeah. But I, I do see that like, um, let, let me say like um, the, I don't know, what's what, what are some popular non hot button um, Supreme Court issues? Like some of these things just require humans. I don't want to bring up. Okay, I can't bring up anything and I won't bring up anything. <laughs> Uh, I, think, but, I think because it's at the Supreme Court, by definition, it's a hot button. Okay, so like some of these issues require like, I don't know, uh, maybe nation state. Like it, it's going to take a long time for crypto to like replace this with code. Or like you mentioned like Aragorn, uh, Aragon or Celeris. Uh, like these things have pretty flawed... Like I would not want these systems right now making uh, Supreme Court level examples decisions. Examples we have right now. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is all fair. So, um, what was the other thing I wanted to discuss? Um, uh, Vital some of Vitalik's critiques were interesting. Like one one critique he had in his blog post was um, Balaji seems to emphasize this like it starts with a founder, right. uh, and you know Vit Vitalik was very much like, well, but like maybe Why? there should be a founder, maybe. Like I'm open to that, but there also needs to be part of the network state, a path towards decentralization and wider participation in governance. And we didn't get a chance to talk with Blasi about that. I do think that's probably an important um, feature of these right. network states to make them more socially scalable. I don't know. Um, I mean, we, like we have a president. So maybe that's what uh, Balaji meant. Yeah, I, do, I think. Um, I don't think these I, things need to be inherently decentralized. I mean, you could say like who are the founders of the United States? We can still call them the founding fathers, right? And these are the founders, like, you know, Hamilton, Jefferson, Washington, like these are the founders. And so even nation states do have founders, but they did create a protocol to like not be do that, dictator right. kings. <laughs> so I think Vitalik was kind of getting at that, like, oh, okay, cool. You have founders, but like, let's make sure we're not setting up kings. I mean, that's one idea. Oh, but I know what I wanted to ask you. Um, what would it take for you to join a network state oh not much <laughs> not much brother <laughs> okay so like but like what would that even look like all right so i don't think that right now means renouncing your existing nation state citizenship so you have like you're a dual citizen 
Right. In right. the same way that like uh, there was that line that if there's ever going to be a new money, it's not going to become, it's not going to like antagonize the old money. It's just going to route around it. If there's yeah. new citizenship is not going to antagonize old citizenship. It's going to be yes. a layer on top of it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's key. Yeah. So, so you could be, like, you know, if uh, as a U.S. citizen, if you, um, you know, if you uh, like dis discard your uh, American citizenship, uh -huh. right, and and you renounce your American citizenship, there's a whole process for this. Uh, you get taxed upon exit. Goodbye, half of my crypto. They also um, there's a list that I believe there, there's some law on the books. I think um, where they will actually publish your name of like it's kind of a shame type structure of wow. the citizens who you renounced in a given year right wow I mean, there's some costs to renouncing your citizenship well, you wouldn't have to do that if you joined right, right, a right, network right. state yeah because you could be a dual citizen so like what are the downsides right mm -hmm. but like what kind of a network state would you join david you just experiment with a whole bunch of them see like I have this vision for like what my life would be like in this network state. And it kind of just looks like a retirement club. Like there's like a rock climbing gym. There's like co-working spaces. Is that what this is though? Yeah. It's like, there's this like feels, feels trails. Eumorphic. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like I, well, I, yeah, I kind of just like view, like I just kind of idealize like heaven. It kind of just feels like this is be <laughs> heaven. I was like, yes, that's the network state that I would like to subscribe to. Well, Here's another model of it. You know, you know how when people say like um, the metaverse is already here, you're in it. Like we, this is the metaverse right here. Uh -huh. What if you've already joined a network state? You're in it. If, right. Do you own any ETH, sir? Yeah. Do yeah. You, do you own any ETH? Yeah. Do you have an Ethereum address? Are right. you like? Is that what the network state actually is, or yeah. is Ethereum just a substrate for other network states that we build on top of? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like the the idea I'm getting is like you see all these like droplets of water that like are bundling together, and they like one finds another, and like boom, it becomes bigger and it becomes bigger, and then all of a sudden it coheres into some sort of like structure. So yeah, like that's kind of what's going on with Ethereum. Well, that's why I was talking about with like everything's gonna have a token. A lot of things are gonna have their own layer twos. Eventually, they're gonna have their own like self perpetuating economy. As soon as they have an economy, like and DAOs can figure out their DAO tokens. All of a sudden, we can like maybe direct fees to have like, well, Uniswap can just buy land somewhere because, like, why the fuck not? They have this money printer. Let's just buy Montana. It's not that expensive. <laughs> Montana. Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Montanians. Sorry, Montana. It's now you're now Uniswap. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, we, like we just color Montana pink or something, and that's that's the, not your state of Uniswap, whatever that means. Is it um, too idealistic to think that this transition? will not happen with violence like that i always think of like um will network states of the future have physical militaries will they be like will they actually need to right but yeah you have to because like even if you're if you have two people inside of a network state when one goes and steals from the other what's preventing like violence you have to prevent violence I, that's interesting because that's you wouldn't you definitely wouldn't start there because that's not the way to route around the existing nation state if 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 <laughs> if some if some uh, digital society created a startup plan and like the funding was to go to a military for instance i can imagine some existing nation states would have a thing or two to say about that yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like we don't like private militaries, please. Yes. Yeah. I also um, do not like private militaries. Right. 
Yeah. Anyway, it's it's just really fascinating. It's um it's a mind bender. I I think we have to. Um, do you think that? Okay, last question for you, David, on this. Do you think this the network state sums up the crypto thesis? Yeah, that's what I was saying when like uh, Balaji captured a vibe and put it into words. There's like a lot of things, a lot of shows that we've done on Bankless where like everyone kind of feels it, but no one really knows. That's what I was trying to do with like the whole Bankless Nation to get like article, uh, to get people wrapped around like, no, this isn't just like a financial system, people. This is like a social and political movement. And it like, it rhymes with political structures. So like, you know, dream bigger dreams. Uh, and so like, everyone kind of feels this like crypto, the end of crypto is not just like new, a new financial system. It's, it's new human organizational structures and organizational structures are like a winner takes all game. Like, well, what, what's the ratio of the power of religion to nation states right now? It's gotta be like 95 to 5% in nation state favor. And so like, that's what crypto is going for. They're going for like a 95% dominance level over nation states. So like dream bigger dreams, like we got work to do. So yes, you think this is the entire crypto thesis yeah. Yeah. wrapped up. Yeah. Well, it's, it, Bilagi is articulating it in a Bilagian way. Maybe there's another person who's like, well, no, here's my vision for the network state. Okay. Like, yes. But yeah. the network state is the final destination. Yeah. yeah. We're not just, we're not just, okay. So here's where crypto started. Okay. Money. We'll do money. Banking. We'll do banking. Right. Entire freaking countries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in a step in between that question mark, question mark, question mark, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I, th I, I think so. I think, I think I'm aligned around that. Um, I, I guess maybe the deeper principle of this is a technology that is about human coordination is true. And I, I think the network state is how it might manifest, right. but I don't know that that represents the totality of how crypto's impact on the world. And I don't want to constrain to that vision. Although I will say the network state, um, is a pretty wide bucket. You fit a ton of things into that. Yep. Uh, anyway. I really like it. It's always a pleasure to talk to Balaji. What do you think he's doing all day? Is he, yeah, he's well, investing? What, does it, what does it mean to work on the nation? Balaji <laughs> gets up and goes to work. What, what is he doing? What's he's he like, doing? yo, if you want to start a country, DM me. <laughs> that was his call to action at the end. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, anyway, that's a, hot, that's a hot clip. <laughs> Thanks for uh, sticking with us. This has been the debrief.